You're listening to Sweetwater Now's Beyond the Game podcast. The podcast that seeks to understand more than just the game itself. And now, your host, Brayden Flack. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the third episode of Sweetwater Now's Beyond the Game podcast. We're finally getting more content out, and with that said, this is my interview with Ann Rudolph. We uh, had a really interesting conversation that we tried to connect the success of athletes and support systems. My goal for you is to see that you can play a bigger role in Sweetwater County sports uh, in in terms of their success. So with that said, uh, here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it, learn something from it. Uh, Feel free to like, share, subscribe uh, to the podcast to stay up to date with all of our latest episodes and content. If you have a suggestion for the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us here at Sweetwater Now, whether it's our website or Facebook, uh, you can contact us and let us know. Uh, Without further ado, here is Ann Rudolph. You know, Ann, about probably, what was it, a month ago when I reached out to you? I think so. Probably about, yeah, about a month. You know, I just had this epiphany come to me as I, I... thought about this idea and we'll discuss that in, in a minute but um i thought you know ann rudolph she's perfect for this episode and uh, so thank you for for joining me today and i'm i'm looking forward to our conversation and kind of what we're uh going to talk about uh especially because you're you're really involved with this subject uh of you know being a support system um you know as an educator um as a parent and, and just as a person in general um so looking forward to getting to that but first you know maybe let's get an introduction of you you know where do you come from okay uh what do you do you know you're a big patriots fan obviously oh yes and red sox and red sox and and celtics (laughs) yes okay so and the reason why i'm a fan of those i grew up in maine uh, and my dad was a big supporter of those teams and so i was daddy's little girl so I sucked into those teams and I've just stayed with them through thick and thin so grew up being in a sports family and played some basketball myself uh, softball softball and basketball in elementary middle school and I didn't in high school I just focused on academics then and but I've always been a supporter I've always enjoyed watching the game and and being involved then in college um really good friends with some of the football players and basketball players there and I tutored some of them and so I've always kept that connection uh, all my life pretty much my brother was big in sports Uh, my dad played sports all the way through college so I was uh, I've always been a supporter of sports I love watching it it's nice entertainment yeah and it's and it's quite cheap and free it is it is yeah and here at Western um, teach communication courses and nice connection to going to sporting events and other events on campus but it's kind of nice to let the students see you outside of the classroom and again it's cheap bag of popcorn and a pop and I'm good to go right for an evening <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know kind of who I am what in a nutshell do? perfect well you know short and sweet to the point I like it um you know let's let's dig into this so the like I said about a month ago I was thinking about this and um I was thinking oftentimes we look at the players on the court and what they do and 
um, we talk about that, you know, we're always talking about the X's and O's, but Mm -hmm. we never really talk about or give recognition to those that are on the sideline or behind the scenes, um, which I think is really unfortunate. So I really wanted to take this episode and kind of focus it towards that. Um, And that's why, you know, you you came to mind as as I was thinking of who I could interview, who I could talk to and uh, create this episode. And um, ultimately, you know, I came up with the topic of the importance of why athletes need support systems. Absolutely. And, you know, as I did some more research, it was quite interesting to look at. Um, there's been several studies, and, you know, it's not too studied out or researched, um, but there are a few studies that have actually shown that support systems um, directly impact athletic performances um, in individuals and teams. And, you know, obviously there's many teams here in Sweetwater County um, that are involved with sports, different clubs, and so on and so forth. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to use that as our topic. And um, first off, I just wanted to kind of maybe get some more background on you and, and your okay. involvement here at Western supporting Mustang athletics. Um, okay. You know, you, you have many students that are, are student athletes, obviously. Um, and you've, you've shared multiple stories uh, throughout your time that I've known you. And so I kind of want to just touch on some of those stories, kind of how it's impacted those student athletes um, on the court, in the classroom, so on and so forth. And and just how you've kind of seen yourself as um, someone who's on the sidelines and, you know, supports supports those on the court. I started back and I was thinking as I was driving here today, I I started teaching full time here at Western in 2007. And at that time, they didn't have the adoptive athlete program here at Western. And so, you know, I I enjoy, I can learn as much from students sometimes as as I can from books and whatnot. So I had um, two basketball players, Ken Donahue and Rhett Gardner, were in a persuasion class of mine and started connecting with them and I'd go to the games and they'd get excited that somebody was there. They were both from Utah but family wasn't able to come to a lot of their games and so connected with them and then there was an international student by the name of Maciek Gusterbowski and Maciek was from Poland, is from Poland, he's back in Poland now Um, and I adopted him as an international student initially because my son-in-law was playing professional ball in Poland. And so I thought, oh, this is sweet. I can talk to Maciek and, you know, kind of get a feel for Poland. It'll be double duty. And so I picked him up as an adoptive student, as an international student, and kind of taught him English the first the couple of years that he was here. He'd be in my office and, you know, we'd play word games and <laughs> so forth. And so Again, he was one of the basketball players, and again, there was no adoptive athlete program. And so that was my first connection, and I like to bake, and I don't need the calories. And <laughs> so I would bring food to them, and, you know, it's kind of a parent away from home, a support system away from home. We all know cafeteria food sometimes can get monotonous, and so I'd have them over to dinner once in a while. And so it just made it nice, a connection, and... The parents were always very receptive um, that there was somebody here that they could go to kind of as a mom figure or as an adult figure that even though I was a teacher, I had their best interests in there. I wanted them to be successful. And if you're happier and you're, you feel supported, you're probably going to be more successful. 
definitely. Um, you know, one, one interesting thought I um, have, and, and obviously this is something you teach as a communications um, you know, professor here at, at the college, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, it's, it's something that probably a lot of people are familiar with, but um, as I was thinking about this topic and, and looking at it, it was quite interesting to see that even, even on the, the pyramid, you know, you see that uh, that need of love and affection comes before uh, the, uh, what's the next self-worth. one called? Yeah, self-worth comes mm-hmm. where you can feel accomplishment and, um, you know, achievement. And so I thought that that was just really intriguing. And, um, you know, do you have any stories where, where you've seen um, that actually work out, where it has been, you know, here I support, even if it's not a, an athlete, but here here I am as a, just a supporter first, and it directly impacts and helps that person achieve uh, great things. I actually am a firm believer of relationships make students more successful. Uh Um, If they only see me twice a week for an hour and 15 minutes versus seeing me in the classroom, stopping by my office for my candy bars, my candy treats, whatever, um, and then they see me in their sporting events and they look up and can see me from the bench or something, um, that connection, I mean, even the students who skip my class (laughs) because they're deathly ill and then I tap them on the shoulder at a sporting event and just <laughs> sarcastically say, I'm so glad you've recovered to make it to the game. And so it makes a connection and it holds them a little bit more accountable sometimes to, oh, you never know where Ann's going to be. And so I think some of that in just taking the time to get to know the students. And there are other professors that don't feel the same way. And I respect them their choices i just feel like as a communications instructor building that relationship is really a part of that pyramid of success Mm -hmm. for them but also success for me it's a lot easier to have a connection with the student and gain their respect so that i don't have discipline issues in class and i don't have cheating and i don't have plagiarism and things like that so i think it's a win-win for everybody and i hope it's a win-win for other classes if the students are successful in mine, they can feel successful in others by doing similar things. Right. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, growing up here in Rock Springs, uh, you know, I, I obviously was involved in a lot of sports myself. And, um, you know, as I've kind of watched uh, the community here, um, you know, I mean, if, if we're honest, I mean, it's not a huge turnout um, yeah. at some of these games, um, you know, whether it's here at Western or, uh, the high schools yeah. or, you know, anywhere really. Um, but I guess my point is like, you know, there can be a, a really big impact on just the community attending a game. Um, you know, it's really the small things that make the biggest yeah. difference. Um, and I think that that's something to remember. Um, you know, if we want to see see success and we have these high expectations that we, we want people to, to meet, whether it's academically or athletically, you know, we've got to be there to support them and, and help them reach those goals. They can't do it on their own. And you can't just show up for the games if they're winning all the games. Right. That isn't role modeling. We all have successes and we all have failures. And so to only show up if they're winning the season doesn't demonstrate the support. you got to be there through the good and the bad. And there are times when I'll go up to 
to one of my adoptive athletes after a game and then they've lost and I will hug them and I'll whisper in their ear and say, it's just a game. It's one game in your life. Let it go and move on. So, and, and that's really, uh, I think that really shows that, you know, you're, you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, you're not just doing it to see someone win, but you know, you're actually there for the person and, and, uh, you know, that makes a really big difference. And like you said, um, you know, relationships are are something that are, it's a two way road. Um, you benefit, the other person benefits. Um, and oftentimes if it's only a one way road, there's not going to be the the desired outcome. And I've had, I've had several of, of the athletes and I've had uh, students that aren't athletes, you know, say the support means a lot because family isn't here. Like with Maciek, his family never came here from Poland. Mm -hmm. And so at graduation, I was the support and things like that. But even students that are local, sometimes they don't get that support. You know, we got a lot of different dynamics of family units know divorces and deaths and so forth and so getting support and and also being able to read those athletes or students and if they don't want to hug or they don't want me to say anything to them after a certain game then I give them that space and it's you know you just have to learn how to read it right yeah that's true um now I kind of want to segue to this but um you know, obviously, we, we've presented this issue um, of, you know, just being there as a support system. But how do you become a support system? Um, and maybe that's something to think about. But uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. But, you know, how do we build that relationship? How do we um, initiate uh, or how have you initiated um, being that support system for these student athletes? Um now, there is the adoptive athlete program, but if we go beyond that, because mm-hmm. there are several students on campus that aren't a part of the adoptive athlete program just because of sheer numbers, and right. the wrestlers aren't involved, sheer numbers, and they have a certain dietary restraint mm-hmm. in terms of meeting weight and things like that. Yeah, no goodies um, for them, right? No, sometimes <laughs> no. They, I've had a couple come to my house after season, Yeah, um, <laughs> and I've told Art, um, but... And then soccer, sheer numbers, male and female team, large teams, and there aren't enough volunteers to be adoptive parents. So even if you go past the adoptive athlete program, I think just being a face looking up in the crowd, I know as an instructor here on campus, when I look around in the fans and I only see maybe a half a dozen faculty I think, you know, we ask them to be in class every day. Why can't we as faculty be there once in a while for a game? And so, again, that's Anne's perception, and not everybody lives by that. But I think if I'm going to ask them to be in class all the time, why can't I be there to support them? And so sometimes I build that support. A lot of times I kind of go at the pace and the comfort level um, and I don't think you'd mind because we've had this conversation Jalen uh, this last semester young man from New York basketball player he wasn't one of my adoptive athletes but he was one of my students and he was always out in the hall the other guys that knew me better were inside getting hugs getting in my candy drawer getting in my crackers box whatever 
And he always stood in the hall very respectfully and just stood back. It took him till probably mid-semester before he'd come into my office. And I didn't push it, and I didn't try to give him a hug, and didn't try to cheer him up or anything. I just let him go at his pace. And by the end of the semester, there was that comfort level. So you can't get in their face, but you can show them that you're there. And like I would see him, and he'd come into class, and I'd go, oh, nice three-pointer from the corner, you know, and just make a mention and a reference. And I think... It's a slow and gradual building of relationships and support because some of them don't want it at the quick degree that others do. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and I mean, I I completely agree with you. Um, Obviously, I'm not a teacher. I'm simply a student is all I am right now. A good student. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But, you know, that that really is what it is because, I mean, if you're not, as as an educator, and I share the same perspective as you, but I, I talk to educators all the time, and, and really uh, this applies to anyone, not just educators. But if you want to make a difference in someone's life, um, it goes beyond the chalkboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's really that extra effort, and I believe that that's the teacher, uh, teacher's calling. Um, it's not just to teach the material, um, but it's, it's beyond that. Um, and, you know, I think, again, you're, you're a wonderful example of that and, and, uh, and a leader and and others definitely should follow. <laughs> I think they should, but sadly, uh, sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, and you know, some people just don't have the openness and the comfort level. And I was just raised like that. Our house was open to everybody and swinging doors, and you know, we'd have people stay. We have missionaries come in and stay, and things like that. And so that's just the way I was raised, and I raised my girls that way. And so. You know, but that's not for everybody. And if it's Mm -hmm. not, I would never want to force any faculty or anybody in the community to do that. But I'd also encourage them to try it because I probably over the years, and you've heard me say this in class, I think I sometimes get more from what I do and the relationships I build than maybe I give to them Mm -hmm. because I learn to not look get a little box but to look at a wider view and a vision of who these individuals are they're not just athletes they're not just students there's a whole dimension to them that goes way beyond the classroom or the court or the field or Mm -hmm. whatever so yeah no i i couldn't agree more um and and just kind of to wrap up uh this this episode you know um maybe just just anything else that that you have on your mind um, regarding this that you, you think is worth worth sharing? Um, it's kind of a broad, broad topic. But. Yeah, I was actually trying to think since I started teaching here, since I started working with the Adoptive Athlete Program, I've probably had, I think it was, I've had it figured out it was close to 45 students that I felt like athletes that I had I mean, some years I have six, some years I have eight, some years I gain stragglers that are ride-alongs, which mm-hmm. are fine. Um, but I, and I just feel like, you know, if I touch those lives and then all I ever ask of them is when you get in a position similar to mine as an adult, do the same. You know, it's kind of that payback, give back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but there, I've, you've heard me say this, I'm here still because of the students, because of what I get. And like I said, I, it just invigorates me. And hopefully some, some people who have listened to this will 
see that they play a bigger role, especially Absolutely. in the lives of, of athletics. And being there on the sideline is important. It's not just about looking at the box score after the game online or asking how the game went the day after, but be there in the present. Um, exactly. You, you play a big role in the success of, of athletes. Thank you for listening to Sweetwater Now's Beyond the Game podcast. Episodes will be published periodically, so make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest content. If you have an idea or suggestion for the podcast, feel free to contact us via Facebook, Instagram, or email.